Hey guys, I'm Kelly Wolf, and this is the Flow Podcast. I feel like I have to clear something up. So when people hear the word flow, they always ask me, is this a yoga class or just something that can happen when you're surfing? But this flow stands for finding love over worry. And this podcast is all about the ways that you can have more flow in your life. On the Flow Podcast, I'm going to share my wisdom as a coach, a writer, a speaker, and a mama. I want to give you all the goods so that you can start your flow journey today. All right, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Flow Podcast. Uh, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping with you to start off this podcast. I'm also feeling a little like a little funny right now because the last four episodes I recorded before I left for my trip and this is my first one back. So I have to get my sea legs back on. First thing I want to chat with you guys about, if you happened to participate in the Bright class uh, yesterday, that was incredible. I'm recording this on Thursday, June 10th. And if you don't know about the Bright class, I will put something in the show notes of this episode. Also, if you follow me on Instagram, pay attention for any time that I talk about it. Um, And also I've been sending out some, well, I sent out an email. I shouldn't say some, I sent out an email about this as well. But basically I have, was asked to participate as a creator, a teacher for a new platform called Bright Live. And it's the brainchild of Ashton Kutcher and Guy Oseri. And maybe I'm saying that wrong, but you can go ahead and do your own homework on that. But it's a platform that is similar to a masterclass, kind of meets Instagram. And they're having all these different creators and teachers do classes, but you don't have to buy a membership to the entire thing. So unlike masterclass, you can just a la carte anything that you want. And the classes all vary in the cost. You do have to pay, but there's classes. I think I saw some on there that could be $15, that could be $50. And I think Sean Mendez is teaching a class. I saw that Laura Dern is teaching a class, but here's what's super duper cool. By the way, this isn't an ad. Obviously it's an, well, maybe it's an ad because I'm on it, but it's not an ad for the, for the company, but you can talk to the teacher, to the creator. And I think that is the coolest thing. So it's kind of hard to explain it until you see it. I wasn't completely sure how the whole thing worked, even when I agreed to do it, but I was able to do a beta test with them. So I sort of learned how to use it, but essentially you can ask a question. So pretend like you're in Sean Mendez's class. And I wanted, I I believe that they cap them at 95. Do not hold me to that, but I'm pretty sure. So imagine it's you and, you know, let's say they filled it all the way up and there's 95 people in the class. There's a really, really strong chance that you'll be able to ask a direct question to the person and they can answer you directly. And I think that's pretty uh, magnificent. So I'm a huge fan of Masterclass also, but I will say that sometimes I think to myself, oh, what about this or what about that? And it, it, it opens up the potential for a dialogue. So if you were on my class yesterday, we had such an amazing time, didn't we? Whoever's listening to this that was there. It was awesome. What a powerful hour that was. I think we cried, we laughed, but just the chance to engage was really special and really special to me. So thank you all for whoever came to that. And if you want to come to the next one, I'm going to do one every month. So 
I'm sort of letting them build on themselves. The first one, I really did a deep dive into flow, broke down each of the pillars and how it works. Obviously, if you have stayed with me this long, I'm assuming you know. If you don't know and you're worried about taking the next class without knowing that, go back to episode one of this podcast, season two, episode one, and I break down the pillars of flow in there as well. So that everything kind of moving forward, you'll have a good baseline for what I'm talking about and how it applies. Now, for all of you that know me well, you know how much I love a good cheese plate. So for my second bright class, this is, I love, I get to decide. So good. I get to be in charge of my own destiny. I decided to create a class called Energy Mastery and Cheese Plates. But here's the deal. I'm going to obviously show you guys how to make a gorgeous, simple, fast cheese plate. My husband always laughs. I can whip up a cheese plate in less than five minutes. And yes, all of you out there who've asked, do I keep those things around? I do. I do keep those things around. Because I think if somebody just pops by, it's always nice to, you know, throw together a cheese plate. So I will teach you how to create that really fast, beautiful, simple cheese plate. But also, I want to talk about energy mastery. This has been something I've wanted to talk about for a long time. And the Bright platform is going to be a great place to do it because I can have a dialogue with you. Energy is everything. And contrary to what a lot of people believe, we are much more masterful about how we can use our energy and how our energy can then be used by us to manifest and to to receive the things that we hope for. And oftentimes, my intention in terms of my energy is I hope for peace. Okay, it's really simple. I'm not going in hoping for, you know, a billion dollars. I'm going in hoping for peace. I do believe that all of the abundance that you crave in life comes when you do this inner work to find more peace, more clarity, more connection with those around you. And energy mastery is really, really spectacular. I wanted to use it around cheese boards because I kind of use the the analogy that we've all been to a party or an event that was beautiful and stunning and everything was done to the nines, but the host or hostess was in a crappy mood and the night wasn't that fun because it was sort of setting the tone. Or maybe you have somebody who's setting the tone of ego pandering. You know, they want everybody to just kiss their ass and that's the energy that's around and everybody's kind of funneling into it. So when we are creating these gatherings, when we are hosting anything, energy mastery is really important because if you are the person who is deciding for a room, whether you are, you know, at work, whether you are a leader of any kind, and by the way, if you have children, you are a leader every day, all the time, 24/7, and how you set the tone for that is really really important. So the second class will be on July 8th at 4 p.m. Um, I wanted to do a little bit more of an evening, 4 p.m. Pacific time. And if you'd like to, you can pour a glass of wine. If you don't like to do that, just make yourself some tea and we could possibly eat some cheese, uh, but we get to be together. So these classes are live July 8th, 4 p.m. Pacific time. Go to brightlive.com or like I said, I will put a link into the show notes.
One of the things I get asked about the most are recommendations for coaches in different niche areas. I have a coach who I recommend to all parents who have found themselves feeling like they are alone in their parenting journey because their child was born in a way that they didn't expect. Margaret Webb Life Coaching is a true unicorn, you guys. She is a master certified life coach. She is certified nature-based coach. She is a former teacher, but her most important journey and job on this life was being a mother to her 17-year-old son who is on the autism spectrum. She works with parents who feel incredibly alone in their journey with a child that they didn't expect. And she wants to remind those parents that not only are they not alone, but there are things that they can do to bring ease and joy in their life that they may have never considered. I call Margaret a friend. She is a profoundly gifted coach. And if you have found yourself on this journey, I would not hesitate to reach out to her. Go to margaretwebblifecoach.com and that is web with two b's and i promise that this will change the journey for you did you know that og is an nsf certified organic skincare company because they are committed to a seed to skin approach that way you can know everything that you're putting on your skin is from the purest ingredients from the earth I am a fan of all the OG products. My makeup bag looks like an OG makeup stand. (laughs) But my favorite right now is the sculpted face sticks. I love Carnelian. It gives me this buildable, luminous, dewy glow, and I'm obsessed. You guys can find OG on all major social platforms from YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram at OG. That's O-G-E-E. You can also go to their website, www.og.com, and check out all their products. They're stunning. You will love having them on your countertop. All right, guys, let's get glowing with OG. Okay, let's get into our topic today. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous about this. Okay, so let me back up a little bit. Um, I had a list of ideas that I would bring into solo episodes. And what I do before I record a solo episode is I check in with that list and I see if anything is resonating with me. Or if I believe that there's anything that is high on the, you know, on the uh, on the energetic list of the planet. So yeah, so I have this list and I check in with it, see what makes sense to me. So one thing that has been consistently on my list and I put an asterisk by it And I always put it at the bottom of my list, I think, because it makes me nervous and I am possibly trying to avoid the conversation. But something happened last night that made me realize that this is the conversation that needs to be had right now, despite my trepidation around it. So last night, I was putting my kids to bed and my sweet daughter, who just turned seven a little while ago, Uh, wrote on this piece of paper I'm actually gonna I'll post this on my Instagram so I'll try to post it on the day that this episode goes live so if you listen to this you can go and look at it yourself she wrote a note and the note said have you ever heard the whisper that comes out of your soul 
in her little seven-year-old handwriting where the Y's are turned backwards and whisper is spelled W-I-S-P-R. It's the most pure, sweet little note I could ever describe to you. This hit me though, because this topic that I'm going to bring up is without a doubt a whisper that I have been hearing for quite some time come out of my soul. And it's one of those things where I tend to turn away from it because, like I said, it makes me uncomfortable. Um, But here we go. Let's dive in. So the whisper for me is something that I have been noticing for a while, which is this very, very deep division that I am feeling throughout, I'm going to say in the United States, because I haven't traveled out of the United States except for to Canada. And I could even say that I have felt it somewhat in Canada, but I think it's driven from a different uh, point of view. So the feeling that I might feel in Canada, I think was driven by a human reaction to being going through a pandemic and being told to sort of be suspicious of your neighbor in terms of germs. And so we're, we've, we've kind of pulled apart. But when I'm back home, you know, I wanted to tell myself that, oh, okay, that was a moment in time and we were all just reacting. But sadly, when I got home back, and I'm saying home for those of you who don't know, Uh, I had just taken a trip back to um, the United States and let's see, where did I go? This is irrelevant, by the way, the places. So you'll, you'll understand what I mean when I, when I get into a little bit more, I went to Florida, I went to Nashville, I went to Arkansas, Northwest Arkansas, I went to Utah, I went to Seattle. And these are all places where I have either friends or family. Oh, and also I drove. So I drove back from Park City, Utah to Vancouver. And when I drove back, I drove through, you know, what did I drive through? I drove through Utah, Idaho, Oregon, Washington. So I'm saying all of that to say that I feel like I had a pretty broad stroke in terms of covering the grounds (laughs) of all the corners of the United States. And there is something that's going on. And this can be very unique to me sometimes because I'm highly empathic. I pick up on a lot of energy and a lot of uh, of nuance, and I have to really be careful to keep it in check. I am probably the most opposite from a conspiracy theory individual. I do not ever or have never engaged in those kinds of conversations. In fact, when I was in fifth grade, my teacher nicknamed me Dr. Spock. I have a highly logical brain. I was raised by scientists. I always come from a place of, let me see the data. That's just how my mind and how my brain works. And I tend to not really get into anything until I see data. So here we are in this circumstance where I don't really have data, but I have intuition. And my intuition is that we're in trouble. And I feel that we're in deep trouble if we continue to put our head in the sand and not bring this up to the surface. So this morning, I see Lucy's little note, have you ever heard the whisper that comes out of your soul? And then I spoke to my friend Courtney, who is also a deep empath as well. And we were talking about other things, but somewhere in the conversation, she shared a story with me about going to Home Depot And that she said, oh, I talked to the people around me and I was talking to the checker and I was talking to the person behind me and I felt this 
sense of community and it was so it was so wonderful and man you know we're that's not happening lately and when she said that I thought okay that's my next breadcrumb so I just it took me you know I had to get a handful of breadcrumbs but here we are all right so let me frame this in a couple of ways first I don't tend to take in very much news okay that's really intentional on my part I think sometimes it can be Uh, For me, it can be sort of create a lot of toxicity for me, so I don't do it. I take in a little bit from very trusted sources. So I do feel that I stay informed, but number one, I do not take any in from internet sources ever. If you need to learn more about this, you can go listen to something called Rabbit Hole. It's all about how a click to a click to a click can create a completely alter universe for you in your mind. And then all of a sudden you're looking out the window and believing that, you know, your next door neighbor is a very suspicious individual who you've known for a long time. (laughs) But let me back it up. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about very simple moments where I feel that people are not connecting with one another and they have created a sense of separateness to one another. For me, this can be on hyperdrive. I grew up in the South and we used to joke that it doesn't matter if you broke your pointer finger, you better raise that thing up when you pass somebody on the road. You wave at everybody. (laughs) You wave at everybody. In fact, there was a time, I think I I, might have been the first time I moved to Los Angeles and I was in my, I mean, maybe 21 or something. And this is prior to meeting my husband, but I was out there and I'm waving at every car that goes by. And I think I was in Manhattan Beach. And it was just like, I started to laugh in my car because, you know, that's impossible. (laughs) But I'm talking about these little, these little moments, these holding the door for somebody moments, these uh, passing somebody on a trail in the, in the forest where there's really no other person out there not saying hello. Um, I'm talking about running to the front of the line uh, despite you know even an, a, an elderly woman trying to get to the grocery cart. These kinds of things are they're very small, but I want you to pay attention. Okay, I want you to try to do your best to notice these small moments that feel different. Now, to our credit and in our defense. We are coming out of an incredibly hard time where our brains have to recalibrate from be careful of the person standing next to you to, oh, we're still okay. We can talk. We can connect. So we are absolutely going to have to relearn some of these these feelings and then these vibrations. But here's where it's going to get tricky. Now, like I said, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. These are just the facts, ma'am. In Oh gosh, where are we? I'm going to go with the beginning of 2022. So starting about the beginning of 2022, we're going to start getting pulled into political division again. Guys, I'm sure there are some of you listening right now that could either be triggered or just feel frustrated by this conversation. And I can tell you the reason that I'm nervous about it is because it's something that I am not incredibly comfortable talking about. I have to talk about this because to me, it is the giant elephant in the room. I had a huge aha moment when I first started working with Joe at Blueberry Nutrition, and that is blueberry-nutrition.com 
www.thrivingmomsmindset.com. And when you go to their website, start by taking the quiz. It will give you an individualized program that's created just for you. So when I first started working with Joe, she had helped me find these small changes, these tiny habits that I could make for my overall health. At the time, I had been feeling dizzy and my blood pressure was low, and she really got to the root of the problem. Her whole method is to get you off of those vicious cycles of losing the same 20 pounds over and over again. Her method was designed to create lasting changes for you, changes that are doable, that come from small habit shifts. Go check out blueberry-nutrition.com and start your health journey today. Are you celebrating the moments of your life, the big and small moments of your life? Because our friends at 1111 Wines believe in just that. In fact, their tagline is make your moment. You guys, I've been a fan of 1111 Wines for years. They are a luxury wine brand. They have one of the top winemakers in the world, Kirk Van Gay, and they believe deeply in the power of connection. 1111 has so much to offer. You can be a wine club member, which gives you incredible perks, one of which is priority booking in their incredible vineyard house. Guys, I booked it last year and did it to mark a really special occasion in my life, and I will never forget it. So the next time that you want to make a moment in your life, consider giving the gift of 1111 wines to someone that you love, or give it to yourself. Sign up for the wine club, go to their website at 1111wines.com, and be ready to make your moment. We have a moment that's fast approaching where there will be a lot of forces that are asking you to divide. There will be a lot of forces that are going to tell you the myth and the lie that you should be angry with your family. You should be angry with your neighbor. You should be divided. It's coming, this conversation. And as bad as I think that it's been the last few years, I think we've seen nothing yet. And like I said, I'm, I almost feel my whole body is like tensing up, just saying these things out loud because they feel really, really big and really overwhelming. But I would be lying to you if I said they weren't things that were consistently on my mind. And I do all the things that everybody does. I go, oh my gosh, just that's such a big thought. You know, my dad was always a great, great teacher this way. For those of you who don't know, and I'm sure you do because I've said it so many times, uh, but my dad's an archaeologist and he was the president of the American Archaeological Society. He's very, very knowledgeable in terms of, of native cultures and human culture in general. And he would always tell me, not only is this by far one of the better times of humanity, we've gone through incredibly hard things historically, but also something that he has brought up and I understand is we tend to do things in these cyclical fashions. We regress before we move forward. And it's looking like the writing on the wall is there's so much division, there's so much suspicion of our neighbors, and I'm even seeing it inside of families, that if we don't take this time right now when the water is calm, it's going to wipe us out. The flood is going to be too great. We need to build the canoe when we're standing on the side of the water 
and we're not in the middle of a tsunami. So to me, the powers that be are going to begin the process of creating divisive ideas. And, you know, we all know, guys, everybody knows, this is kind of what where we are right now. And what we haven't had a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, is the internet. And the internet can create mythological information really simply. For instance, have you guys ever done a face swap app on Instagram or Snapchat? It's very simple. The baseline of something like that is called AI, artificial intelligence. What you can use on Instagram is really simple, really baseline, you know, switch your face with your kid or your husband or whatever. But people are able to make full blown videos of things that aren't real. And what I want to say to people is keep in mind anything you watch. Keep in mind any kind of movie you've watched. Is Matt Damon really in the middle of World War II? No, he's wherever he lives (laughs) with his family. But it looks real. It looks like it's really happening. And we've gotten to a place where probably my 12-year-old could create images and false things just because we we are it's that accessible and we can be that savvy with it. So what we're now up against is possibly being given information where we see something and then trying to tell the brain, oh, you know what you saw is not what you saw. That's a really big, big thing. Because of course, our rational brain will say, but I saw it. However, we no longer know what is in fact really a thing and, and and what's been fabricated. So I'm saying all of this to say that I feel like the best among us are going to have a hard time not getting swept up in the diatribe of things that are going to come to try to convince you that we are separate. Now, this is going to seem like a silly metaphor, but I want you to stay with me for a second. At the end of my travels, I went to visit my brother, and he just got a new puppy. And this is the cutest puppy and so sweet. And we're taking the puppy on a hike, and the puppy's got some aggression stuff that that they're having to deal with. And this poor puppy, of course me, I think, well, it's a puppy during a really complicated time. There's a lot of people wearing masks or a lot of people that are you know, uh, feeling strange around each other. And so an animal is just picking up on that sensation, pure and simple. And this, this dog thinks, oh, we're, we're, you know, people are mad at each other. So I need to be defensive of them. When the reality is we're all just trying to figure out what we're supposed to do. And we don't really know. And then you can't see a face. You can't read the feeling. So the dog is getting really, really upset and and everybody that passes is kind of reacting to. So I made a decision to every single person that I passed, I would say good morning, hello, kind of before we, we came close to each other. And of course, what do you think happened? The puppy completely calmed down, had almost no reaction. And the key here is that as soon as, you know, dogs or animals, they're just straight up intuition. That's all they've got to go on. We have these beautiful brains that, you know, can create all kinds of fun stories. But what I can see by seeing how the the puppy reacted was what we're up against. The puppy's just reacting to the energy that it's sensing. And if we begin to play into that more and more and more, to me, we've already got that, you know, that's the kind of like base of the stew of the soup 
and we're about to add in a whole lot of spice. And we're gonna expect this to be edible. It's not. That was a terrible metaphor. <laughs> but do you understand where I'm going with this? So here we are. Here we are in this really unfortunate moment in our history that I think has potential to go in a really unsafe and, and dangerous way. But I also know something else. We collectively are much more powerful than the powers that want to divide us. And every single one of us that knows deeply that nothing has changed at my family table except for a lie that's been told by a politician that then created a divide between us. How can we all of a sudden sit at a table with people we've known our whole lives and decide that they are somehow other to us? That is one of the more heartbreaking things I think I've witnessed with people around me and then people that I care about where they've told me stories of they don't speak to their family over what? Over politics. And if you start to dig down into the reasoning that they may or may not have, and sometimes people don't even know their reasoning, they're reacting. You know, they've been said, they've been told everybody in that container over there. Yeah, they're against you. Oh, and everybody in that container over there, they're with you. Yet we have forgotten that the person sitting across from us is somebody I know. I know their heart. I know their 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 mind. I know their intention in this world. And I've decided that they're in the other bucket. Hold on a minute here. We've got to put a stop to this. This can't be our destiny. And because we know how this works, they're going to want to turn the heat up on this soup. They're going to want to turn the heat up on this soup. So I'm coming to you humbly, nervously to ask us all anybody who is listening to this, to remember who we really are. United we stand, divided we fall. Who we really are are people that care for each other, that love one another, that help their neighbors, that believe that our kids deserve a strong and beautiful and powerful future, that we have these beautiful souls that write things like, have you ever heard the whisper that comes out of your soul? And we're going to put them in an other container? I don't think so. I think what we have to do is we're going to have to start with small acts of humanity. There's something that I've seen a lot lately, which is people are being asked for these big responses. It's almost like you need to sign your name on this the big thing. We're going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. But wait, I just want to go for a walk. No, 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 no. You've got to sign up for Mount Kilimanjaro. Okay, but I, but I really just wanted to go for a walk. Or you got to sign up for this marathon when all I wanted to do was jog down the street. And so what happens when that happens? This is, a, this is a real thing. This is what we do. We do nothing. We get overwhelmed, and so we do nothing. And then when we do nothing, we, we double down on distractions. Distractions are TV shows, food, alcohol, planning trips, traveling, et cetera. You name it. We, 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 go, we go hard and fast in the distraction container because that will keep us having to deal with this issue that's on our doorstep. But here's what I'm going to ask you to do. You don't need to sign up for Mount Kilimanjaro and you don't need to sign up for a marathon and you don't need to turn the TV on just yet. Although, you know, let's turn the TV on eventually, but don't turn the TV on. Stop. And we're going to go to small acts of humanity, small acts of humanity. Through these small acts of humanity, we will let kindness be our resistance. We will fight back against greater powers that would like to divide us by saying hello to somebody that you pass on the street. 
we will fight back by letting somebody go ahead of you in the traffic line. And like I said, we don't have to climb the entire mountain. We just have to take a walk. And one thing that I see happen often is when we get scared, when we believe the lie that we are separate, we become more insular. We actually pull in to quite a a large degree. And historically, if you pulled in, you probably pulled into people. There were people in your surrounding area. There were family. There was a, a community that you knew or you'd been around for a while, and they might see that happening, and they might say, hey, you need help? What's going on? But what happens now is when we pull inside, we go inside and we go on, let's say, a screen. We go on to a computer. We we no longer have these guardrails of people who love and care about us seeing us every day and every minute. And the more we go in and the more we then tap into something online or getting into these conversations, we, we get stuck in echo chambers. We get reinforced that our belief system is the right one and that all these other people are in the other container and that I'm against them. And this is a very, 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 very dangerous path. The way we can challenge it, the way we can fight back is through these small acts of humanity. That's what's going to grow us back together. When I told you the story earlier of my friend going to Home Depot, just talking to the person in line just, you know, having niceties with somebody elevated her mood, gave her a sense of connection. I don't know who said this, but I always thought it was such a great quote that you can't hate someone up close. I want to say that was Brene Brown, but it's true. And if you had, this is going to sound silly, but bear with me. If you had had an interaction with this person at Home Depot and they were kind and friendly, if there ever came a day where somebody said, you're supposed to hate this person, you'd go, well, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Of course I don't hate them. I've experienced them. They're they're kind. They're gentle. They're, they're a lovely human being. So we have this opportunity in our small acts of humanity and our small acts of kindness to begin to build bridges. And I believe that that inside of all of us is the greater force by a million miles. I believe that the love that we are born from, the love that we are born with, that's our greatest defense. We have to bring that back to the surface. Stop believing the lie that we are somehow separate. Of course not. Of course not. I would challenge most people, especially those of you listening to this, to really ask yourself, How many times have you met somebody who truly means you harm? We all have our stories. I certainly do. I'm telling a lot of them in my book, so it's very vulnerable. And I've been hurt, and I've had people hurt me, but the majority, I am talking about the majority. I want you to focus on the majority. The majority of humanity is good. And I could even make the argument, and this is one of those ones that can get really slippery, that even people who perpetrate harm or intend harm. They're only operating from trauma. We can choose to forgive them that. We can choose to offer them a hand so they no longer have to cause suffering and cause hurt. But even to that degree, I'm probably from the camp that I don't believe that anybody is born to perpetrate anger and hate and vitriol. I do think that 
we can learn that and we can operate from that place. But that's heartbreaking to me. And I believe that those of us in this community, we can spread far and wide. You know, everything that you do, imagine that exponentially growing. So every opportunity you have for a small act of humanity or kindness, how that then goes home with somebody and what they do next. If somebody's coming into the grocery store and they've gotten in an argument with their spouse that morning and they had a flat tire and maybe they lost their job, but they are, man, they are hot. They are ready to blow. And they're just almost waiting for somebody to treat them poorly. And all of a sudden, you do something that gives them space, that reminds them of humanity and kindness. And then you just stopped a train from going off the tracks. We have no idea what is going on in somebody else's life, but I do know one thing. Every act of kindness has a ripple effect far greater than you can ever imagine. And if you choose to do that, if you choose to make the effort, and again, this isn't the mountain. Nobody needs to climb the mountain. Climb the mountain if you want to. But what I don't want to happen is for us to feel so defeated and exhausted and overwhelmed by our day, by our life, that we do nothing. And we retreat, turn TVs on, turn the internet on, go into Instagram reels, guilty as charged, and do nothing. If you're too tired to sign up for the marathon, just take a walk. I will keep repeating that because your act, your act of resistance through kindness is incredibly crucial. And like I said, I hope I'm wrong. Boy, do I hope I'm wrong. But I feel like we are walking into some pretty intense experiences that are going to be coming in the coming year in terms of the divide that's going to be asked. I think we got a little window last year into what that's going to feel like, but I feel that it's going to be on hyperdrive. And if this is my place to talk to some of you, if this is my act of rebellion to be able to say, I'm not going down like that, I'm not going to decide that my neighbor is not my friend, I'm not going to go there. And I hope that you won't either. And I hope that together, We can decide today, tomorrow, and the next day that little things add up to big things. (laughs) You know, little things will add up to big things. So today, tomorrow, offer a mom at school to pick up her kids and bring them home and just say, you can't say no, I'm going to do it. Take somebody some food, call a friend, send a text to someone that you love. It's so simple. You know, and and this is going to, I'll stop after this because now I'm, I'm definitely on my soapbox. But You know this, and I want you to think about it for a minute in your life. If you go out into the world and you're angry, you're frustrated, resentful, you kind of feel like you've been piled on, you feel like you've gotten an unfair shake, how do you act? Are you generous? Or do you sort of feel like, no, I need to get every inch that I can get. I need to not let anybody cut in front of me. I need to you know, get that last bag of oranges and not let somebody else have it. We we lose our humanity when we've gotten to that place. We get we get really defensive. And like I said, we become very insular. And I want to make a challenge to you. And I challenge myself this way often. When I am feeling that way, it's on me to take the time 
to pull myself back down, to get into a grounded space. And it's on me to then do little things that begin to pull me out of it. Little things that begin to pull me out of it. That's on me. It's not for the world to receive my frustration because of the things that happened in my day. That has nothing to do with the woman who is taking the last bag of oranges. Hell, she might be getting scurvy. (laughs) Can people still get scurvy? Okay, you guys understand what I'm saying. I hope you will listen to this and let this be, as Lucy said, the whisper that comes out of your soul to remember that we can do better. We can do more for each other in this world. And that all that any of us want is a safe, healthy world for our kids to grow up in. And I believe, because I'm an eternal optimist, I think with everything that hurts and everything that's hard, you know, it's pushing us towards a better way of being. And as my dad reminded us, we've always, we've always, even in the worst of times, even in the worst of times, we have been on an upward trajectory in terms of our humanity. He loves to remind me that the Aztecs would cut your head off in the town square for looking at somebody funny. So he says, honey, we've come a long way. We've come a long way. And even the times where we've gone backwards, dramatically backwards, we still have course corrected and continued our upward trajectory of being kinder, more inclusive, more loving, less separate. And for me, that's what we're here for. We're here to manifest this place where we are not divided, where we live in a homeostatic relationship with the earth and with others. That is what I believe in my heart. So I hope that you will join me in my small little act of rebellion against the people who would like to tell me otherwise, that I am not separate from you, you are not separate from me, and that there's nothing that could create that. No political line, no anything, nothing. I am with you. I am beside you. I see you. I hear you. You're here and you matter. You guys, thank you so much for flowing with me today. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe this podcast. I am really hoping to bring more of these. So let's keep this train moving. If you like this conversation or this helped you in your day, please share this with a friend. You know, we need to hear more conversations that are uplifting, that are going to bring us together. And that is what I believe in deeply. And that is what flow is all about. It's about love. And if you love this and you can feel my heart, then maybe screenshot it, share it on your socials, send it to somebody who might need it. You know, this is free for you and I want to keep it that way. All right, you guys have a beautiful day and an incredible week. And I will be in your ears next week.